الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما خلقت الجن والانس الا ليعبدون ما اريد منهم من رزق وما اريد ان يطعمون ان الله هو الرزاق ذو القوه المتين صدق الله العظيم وسبحت دونا ماي كرام ودزن الرز right at the beginning of the quran sharif surah al fatiha and it is compulsory upon us wajib upon us to recite the surah al fatiha in every salah if a person is behind the imam then the imam will recite it and otherwise if he is performing his sunnah etc he cannot complete his salah without having recited surah al fatiha surah al fatiha commences with the expression of the greatness of allah tabarak wa taala and his praises alhamdulillah rabbil alamin ar rahman ar rahim maliki yawmiddin all praises due to allah tabarak wa taala who is the rabb of the universe and all the realms and he is the most merciful most gracious most merciful the master of the day of judgment and having affirmed this this is our iman then right in the middle of surah al-fatiha is iyyaka na'bud iyyaka na'bud wa iyyaka nasta'in iyyaka na'bud ya allah you alone do we make ibadat of we worship you alone and then we seek help from you alone and there after is the dua to be able to fulfill this ibadat correctly this is our object this is our purpose this is why we are here on earth iyaka na'bud but in order to be able to fulfill this correctly ihdina as-sirat al-mustaqim allah guide us to the straight path so that this ibadat could be fulfilled in a way that you become pleased guide us to the straight path and then the definition of the straight path sirat alladhina an'amta alayhim ghayri almaghdubi alayhim waladdallin the path of those whom you have favored or the path of those who were astray and those upon whom your anger and wrath came ghayri almaghdubi alayhim min neither the dallin those who were astray the yahud and the nasara so at the central point of this surah which is ummul kitab is this affirmation that we always keep this attestation this acknowledgement that ya allah you alone do we worship this ibadat ibadat comes from abd abdiyat an abd is not just a servant an abd is a slave very big difference between the two a slave doesn't negotiate servant negotiates servant believes he has some rights 
an employee believes he has rights and he from time to time demands those rights too. He has rights. If he is asked to do something above the prescribed time or the time that was agreed upon, he will protest about that. He is a servant. So he is not a slave. He will negotiate. He will bargain. And a slave, there is no negotiation from a slave. A slave doesn't bargain with the master. Well, if you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. If you're ready to give me so much, then I'm ready to do so much for you. The slave, there's no bargaining, there's no negotiation. So once upon a time when they were slaves, that slave used to be bought and sold. He had no choice of it. That why must I be bought and sold? He was a slave. He was ownership. But that too was not in reality slavery. It was a slavery of a certain level. That slave also, the person who owned that slave, he couldn't just decide that I don't want to have the slave anymore so I'll kill him. If he had to do that, his life would be taken. So he had a limited ownership in a sense, but not slavery in the true sense of the word. Slavery in the true sense of the word is only for Allah Ta'ala. And that is what we keep reaffirming every day, in every rakat, of every salah. Ya Allah, we are your total slaves. And we are presenting ourselves for that objective for what you created us. Allah Ta'ala says we have not created insan and jinnat except for our abdiyat, for our ibadat. To be our total slaves. Now this slave, he is a total slave of Allah Ta'ala because Allah Ta'ala has given him his existence. The slave that used to be owned in the world, nobody who was the master of that slave created that slave. The worldly masters, they didn't give him his eyes, they didn't give him his ears, they didn't give him his tongue, they didn't give him his heart. But because of that limited ownership they had over him, that slave had no choice of his. The famous incident about one pious person bought one slave and came home and he asked the slave, what's your name? So he said, what name does a slave have? have? It's what the master calls him, that's his name. Okay, what will you eat? He says, what menu does a slave ask for? What choice does he have in what he'll eat? Whatever the master feeds him, he'll eat. What kind of clothes do you want to wear? He says, whatever the master gives me to wear, I'll wear. What choice can I have? I'm a slave. A few other questions he asked in this nature and the same answer came. What choice do I have in these matters? I'm a slave. So that person who bought him and came, that master, he fell unconscious. And after a while when he revived, people asked him, what happened? How come? What, what, went, what overcame you? Why did you fall unconscious? You were talking to this person and suddenly you dropped unconscious. You fainted. He said, this person taught me what it is to be a slave of Allah Ta'ala. That I have this limited ownership over him, but he says that whatever I decide for him, that's what he'll eat, that's what the name will be, that's what he will wear, everything is what I decide for him. Whereas this is limited ownership I have. Allah Ta'ala is our creator. Allah Ta'ala is our nourisher and sustainer. 
and he has blessed us with everything. So we still want to have a choice in the commands of Allah Ta'ala. We will still want to negotiate with Allah Ta'ala. You first fulfill my demands, then I will worship you. If this what I am asking for comes right, then I'll come make sajda for you. And if this what I am wishing for and aspiring for and hoping for, when that comes into fruition, when that comes into reality, then I will become a good Muslim. So now we bargaining and negotiating with our master, who is our creator, who is our sustainer. So this is very, very far away from the reality of slavery, that a slave wants to start negotiating and bargaining, and he wants to first put that, first you do what I want, then I'll do what you want. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala is our creator, he is our sustainer. Allah ta'ala says, in tansurullah yansurukum. Or you sabbit aqdamakum. You do first what Allah wants. You help Allah Ta'ala, help the deen of Allah Ta'ala, Allah will help you. Allah Ta'ala will make you steadfast, and make you firm against your enemies. So first is what we are supposed to do. And Allah Ta'ala's promises are then true forever. So one is right at the beginning of the Quran Sharif, right in the opening ayat, Surah Al-Fatiha, we keep reaffirming this. Ya Allah, we are your total slaves. We don't have any choice of ours. And we cannot have any choice of ours. Because you don't just own us, you created us. Everything that we have is purely your gift. And everything is functioning purely because of your favor. Many a times a person says that, somebody says they just got, I mean, just missed death by a, it was just a very, very, Oh, chance, just missed it. Somebody responded and said, actually that's not a surprise that you just missed death. That you know, it was a chance thing, what a freak thing, but fortunately you got saved. Merely being alive, that itself is such a surprising thing. The number of situations that are around insan all the time, and he is still carrying on with life, that one muscle could just get stuck in his throat in one moment and he's gone. Something will get, just go upside down in the digestive system and the person is suddenly in a situation and his life is gone. The person could just be walking in one something, nothing in the way to. He just suddenly slipped and fell and that's the end of it. And these things happen. Now all these things, the whole day a person is passing so many things, not one freak thing that he passed. That one freak thing is just something that became more obvious. That was something coming in his way, headlong and head on and suddenly that just missed him. That was more glaring and obvious. Otherwise, at every step there are so many things that could become the means of his life going. But Allah Ta'ala keeps protecting him, saving him from all these situations. So now when this is the whole day and night, to start off with our existence from Allah wa Ta'ala, we are surviving purely on his grace and mercy. So why should we not be his slaves alone and worship him alone? Now this Abd, the slave of Allah Taala, has to now go through this phase of dunya. And this phase of dunya, this dunya is dunya. One meaning of dunya is it comes from daniya. Daniyatun means something very, very despicable, something lowly. 
something low, very low, lowly. So that's why it's dunya, because it's got no worth in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. لَوْ كَانَتِ الدُّنْيَا تَعْدِلُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ جَنَاحَ بَعُوضًا مَا سَقَى كَافِرًا مِنْهَا شُرْبَةَ مَا أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Nabi Salaam says, had this world had that much of value in the sight of Allah Ta'ala to the extent of a wing of a mosquito. Then if it had that much value also in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, then a disbeliever would not have been given one sip of water to drink. Because this is so valuable, that it is valuable to the extent of the wing of a mosquito. But it doesn't even have that amount of value in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. Once Rasulullah Sallallahu was walking past somewhere, and he suddenly stopped, the Sahaba stopped around him. There was a little goat, the kid, that had died. And it was a goat also, a sucker. Its ears were either very small or cut. Now that was regarded as a very big uh, blemish in an animal. It would now dim- diminish the value even more. So now number one, it wasn't like a fully grown animal, it was a little baby. So that itself is not so valuable to start off with. And then on top of that, its ears are of this nature, so that diminished its value. And then now it's dead. So not even something alive that now you can slaughter it correctly and then consume its meat. It's dead. So now it's dead. So the meat is of no value. And it's such a small little animal, you can't even make any use of its skin really. Hardly any skin left there. And everything is a blemish in it. So Rasulullah stopped by this and it was dead. Allah knows best, it might have already started, uh, its condition started changing, whatever. Nabi asked the Sahaba around, who is ready to buy this for one dirham? Now one dirham, one dirham was a big price for something like this in that time. So something like this would not be worth one dirham even while it was alive. Nabi Salaam is asking, who is ready to pay one dirham for this? The Sahaba replied and said, we won't want it even for free. Nobody will want it. Even for free, what a person is going to do with something like this? Because this is of no value to us. Rasulullah Wasallam, Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq of appreciating the great lessons that he gave in such a wonderful way. What a muallim he was, what a teacher he was, what a practical lesson he gave. He stopped by, let everybody observe this, and obviously seeing something lying dead in that manner, the mere sight of it, it creates some uneasy feeling, it creates some negative feelings in the person, seeing some dead animal just lying there, and then that too of this condition. So now all these feelings of this negativity of this, that is in front, that is deep already in the heart, it's already impacted on the hearts. And now Nabi Islam is saying on top of that, who's ready to buy it for one dirham? So I say, who's going to buy this for one dirham? You won't want it for free. Nabi Islam says, this dunya is more valueless in the sight of Allah Ta'ala than this animal in your sight. You're not even prepared to buy this animal for nothing. You don't want it for nothing, for free also you don't want it. What value, meaning how valueless this is in your sight, this dunya is more valueless in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. So now this insan, he has to be on the one side, this abd of Allah Ta'ala. And now he is in this dunya, which in the sight of Allah Ta'ala is so valueless. But he is looking around in the dunya, 
the dunya seems to be very attractive to him the dunya seems to be having a lot of things to offer but on the other side is that Nabi Islam is giving us Allah Ta'ala in the Quran Sharif gives us وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ مَا حَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا فِي الْآخِرَةِ إِلَّا قَلِيلٌ this dunya is just goods of deception Allah Ta'ala is calling it goods of deception in comparison to the akhirat this is nothing مَتَاعٌ قَلِيلٌ but now this dunya insan opens his eyes in this dunya he can see so many things he can see people who seem to be making a lot of progress in dunya and amassing a lot of things and people seem that the more dunya they have they seem to be apparently happier whatever the external scene might be and people seem to then get caught up in dunya in such a way that they make the dunya their maqsad their object of life on the one side he is affirming every day ya Allah I worship you alone I am your slave you are my ma'bud you are alone my deity I worship nobody but you I am your total slave and now he comes in dunya and dunya Allah Ta'ala says that this dunya is so worthless in the sight of Allah Ta'ala and, but his eyes are showing him something else right at the beginning of the Quran Sharif again Suratul Baqarah comes now Suratul Fatiha followed immediately by Suratul Baqarah Alif Lam Mim Zalikal Kitabul Araybafi Hudallil Muttaqeen but now you want to be the Abd of Allah Ta'ala you want to be the slave in reality so the slave in reality, this is the book by which you're going to now live your life to be a slave in reality. No doubt in this kitab. It is guidance for the muttaqeen, for those who want to become true abds, true slaves of Allah Ta'ala. They don't want to be bargaining with Allah Ta'ala, be negotiating with Allah Ta'ala, like as if they are employees and they have some kind of bargaining counsel now with Allah Ta'ala and Na'uzubillah if Allah Ta'ala doesn't meet their demands then they're going to go on strike or something as if Allah Ta'ala is in need of any of us Ya ayyuhal nasu antumul fuqara'u ilallah Wallahu huwa al-ghaniyu al-hameed Allah Ta'ala announces all the whole humanity Ya ayyuhal nas antumul fuqara'u ilallah All of you together are totally in total need of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala is totally independent. Allah Ta'ala needs nobody and nothing. So now this insan wants to be this true Abd. So Allah Ta'ala says this is the Quran Sharif. Zalikal kitabul aribafi. Hudallil muttaqeen. But remember, only that person is going to be able to now live this life of being a true Abd. Who is alladheena yu'minuna bil ghaib. His eyes are going to see a lot of things. His eyes are going to see a lot of things. That this person didn't come for Fajr Salah, he seemed to have had a nice sleep. What an enjoyable time he seems to have had. It was cold and he didn't come out and venture in the cold. And he seems to have enjoyed a sleep and the other person seems to have been under some kind of distress. He had to wake up from his bed and then venture out in the cold and jump into his car and then come to the masjid. So now the eyes can see comfort in remaining in the bed. And forget the eyes seeing somebody else's comfort. At that time, every fiber of the body is also screaming that I'm more comfortable here, don't take me out. So his eyes can see something else, his body can feel something else. But Allah is saying, don't, remember, don't believe all that. 
Don't believe what your eyes can see. Don't believe what you can feel. Believe in alladheena yu'minuna bil ghaib. Believe in the unseen. Believe in what Allah Ta'ala has said. That that is not comfort. The body might think it's comfort. The eyes might look at it as comfort. But that at that time is the total opposite of comfort. The eyes might see that this person, he in a very very sly manner, in a very very crafty way, he deceived that person and instead of thousand rands, he took ten thousand rands from him. Something that was, he pulled the wool over his eyes and he made a double profit in a deceptive manner. So now the deception brought him a lot of profit. So now the eyes are seeing a lot of progress in dunya, a lot of profit that this deception works. That person who was now being straight, he lost out on this deal. This person now with the bribery, he got the deal. So now this bribery works. So now the eyes can see how it's seeming to work. Allah Ta'ala is saying, don't believe that. Alladheena yu'minuna bil ghaid. That Allah Ta'ala through His Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has already spelt out that all these things which the eyes see, that no, this is a lot of progress coming in this. But which Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. All this will not take a person anywhere closer to success. It will take him to failure. So, Alladheena yu'minuna bil ghaib. This Iman bil ghaib, to the extent that this has been firmly embedded in the heart. All the Imaniyat, all our Aqaid and beliefs, all this is encompassed in this. Alladheena yu'minuna bil ghaib, Iman in the unseen, Iman in Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, Iman in everything Allah Ta'ala has given us. Iman in everything that Allah Ta'ala has presented us via Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So now this complete faith in this. No negotiation with Allah Ta'ala. No bargaining with Him. We are His slaves. And a slave only knows one thing, how to submit to the Master. Complete submission. The Master has said, قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ Say to the believing men to lower their gazes. He's got no negotiation with Allah Ta'ala. He's ready. Now, in every step, to the extent that this Imam bil ghaib has been embedded in the heart, to that extent it connects him to Allah Ta'ala. And now the person, to the extent of his connection with Allah Ta'ala, he will be able to go through this passage of dunya in a safe manner. And in a comfortable manner. Because comfort is really in the heart. Comfort is not anywhere else. Comfort is truly in the heart. So to the extent that he has attached himself to Allah Ta'ala. His Iman is there in Iman Bil Ghaib. There will be Iman in Taqdeer. And there is nobody more comfortable than the person who has firm faith in Taqdeer. To the extent of his faith in Taqdeer, which is part, the fundamental part of our Iman. There can be no Iman without having faith in Taqdeer as well. This is a very, very deep discussion and very deep topic. We don't need to delve in the depth of it. We need to be very firm in our Iman on it. The finer details of it and the academics that run with it and all the discussions that go in it. We are slaves of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has given us these aspects that we have to have Iman in. There's no negotiation with Allah Ta'ala. No bargaining with our Master. And there is no person in greater comfort and greater peace and greater tranquility 
than the person who has firm iman in taqdeer. And when there's firm iman in taqdeer, to that extent, his tawakkul and trust in Allah wa ta'ala increases. And to the extent that his tawakkul and trust in Allah increases, then to that extent he is totally comfortable. وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ The one who has his trust in Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala is sufficient for him. So now this is the need of the moment that we have to build up this iman, build up this yaqeen in Allah Ta'ala, become the true slaves of Allah Ta'ala in every sense of the word. Now this insan sees a lot of things. On the one side he's being told that there's so many benefits of the obedience to Allah Ta'ala. That you're coming to this dunya, you want to be the true abd of Allah Ta'ala. The true abd is somebody who's obedient to Allah Ta'ala. So now to be obedient to Allah Ta'ala, you have to do what Allah Ta'ala wants. Stay away from what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. Now here again shaitan makes a person feel deceived. Or deceives him that all these things are promises for later in time, in the hereafter. You perform salah, you get something, but that's not akhirat. And you will stay away from sin, you'll get the benefit of it in akhirat. But if you do all this garbar now, all these upside down things, all this bribery and corruption, all the deception, you are taking the enjoyment of all the haram, looking at haram and whatever else. So all this is cash. That is credit. So now carry on with this for now. Later on make toba and you got the best of both worlds, shaitan gives him this deception. To start off with, that itself is a deception. That all the benefits of righteousness is only in akhirat. And all the benefits of taqwa and abstaining from haram is only in akhirat. It's not only in akhirat. The reality of it is in akhirat, it starts off right in dunya. The benefits of obedience to Allah wa ta'ala starts off right in dunya. And likewise, the harms of disobedience, the harms of sin, the reality of punishment is in the akhirat. But the harms of those sins start off right in dunya. A degree of azab commences right in dunya. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about the people of Sabah. لَقَدْ كَانَ لِسَبَئِن فِي مَسْكَنِهِمْ آيَا The people of Sabah who Allah Ta'ala bless them with lush gardens and all the details that are mentioned in the Quran Sharif but they went on to disobedience they saw their eyes were seeing a lot of things this is how we must enjoy life now all ours we don't have to worry about what Allah Ta'ala commanded what the Nabi of the time is giving us instructions enjoy life so now insan gets lost now when he gets lost sometimes something comes to press the reset button some halat, some conditions come about to press the reset button. That now you go on far of the track, you have to redirect your life. So in a general situation now, when people have now gone in a different angle, the reset button has to be pressed. So some halat come, some conditions come about, some pandemics come, and they press the reset button. But Allah forbid if after that also somebody doesn't reset his life, that's a very dangerous thing. فَلَوْلَا إِذْ جَاءَهُمْ بَأْسُنَا تَضَرَّعُوا وَلَكِنْ قَسَدْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَزَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ 
Allah Ta'ala says, we sent these conditions for people to now come back to Allah Ta'ala. But they still didn't take heed. Their hearts were so hard. They thought, well, now that there's nothing else to do because it's a lockdown, so rather watch more movies. That is an indication that for that person, it is an azab. For that person who went deeper into sin because of the halal, he forgot Allah Ta'ala even more. That is a clear indication that's the yastik for each person to judge for himself. That if the situation, the halal, the conditions became a means of me getting even further from Allah Ta'ala, becoming even more neglectful of my obligations to deen, that was an azab for me. And for somebody else, it made him become more conscious of Allah Ta'ala. It made him become more conscious of his salah. It made him become more regular with his tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. It made him give up sin. It made him delete all the haram. That was regardless of what it appeared to be, it was purely a rahmat for him. That was purely a rahmat for him. Whatever it might have appeared to be. So now the shaitan deceives the person, well, all this is you know, in the deferred. Whereas the harm of the sins are cash as well. Allah speaks about these people of Sabah. They had all these bounties coming in abundance, but they ignored the commands of Allah now. They forgot Allah Ta'ala. Fa'aradu. Azab came. Halab came. Allah says after describing all this, that ذَلِكَ جَزَيْنَاهُمْ بِمَا كَفَرُوا وَهَلْ نُجَازِي إِلَّا الْكَفُورِ That this, what's later in Akhirat is another matter. What already happened in dunya was the result of their ingratitude to Allah Ta'ala. All this happened was a result of their ingratitude to Allah Ta'ala. Allah says, وَلْ نُجَازِي إِلَّا الْكَفُورِ That all these things are in our control. And this is how we recompense the those who are ungrateful. So while for somebody it will be an azab, for somebody it will become rahmat, for somebody it will become shahadat, but for somebody it will be azab. But that azab too is a rahmat, provided that it brings a person to his senses. And it makes him also press the reset button and come back to Allah Ta'ala. So many things that the eyes can see that this is all deferred, is not deferred. The benefits also come immediately. A person is punctual on his salah, he is obedient to Allah wa ta'ala, it starts bringing barakat in his rizq. It brings barakat in his rizq, even if the quantity is little, Allah ta'ala will make it a means of getting his work done. That little quantity also will get his work done. That disobedience will snatch the barakat away. It might be an abundant amount. The person will be still completely lost now how to make ends meet. Despite the excess that he has. But he's all the time broke. And all the time he is battling to make ends meet. And another person has maybe a fraction of what he has. And he's comfortable. He's carrying on with life. If the barakat gets snatched away, then will become azab. So now that good that the person did the benefit of it wasn't only left for akhirat. It already came, but it's not so. It's not necessary. He will see the link that this barakat came because of the punctuality on salah. At that time, waking up from the bed 
and leaving that home and coming out and venturing in the cold and attending the masjid and performing the salah with jama'ah it all seemed like, well, what it brought? That is the dunya, that is the test of dunya that if everything had to be seen what is bringing then there is no test left. So now this good that a person does it will bring that good in his rizq, the barakat in his rizq it will come in the form of pious children it will come in the form of sukoon and itminan in his life it will bring that tranquility in his home it will bring the true essence of life that his heart will become more inclined towards righteousness that itself is the barakat of the righteousness that his heart gets more inclined towards righteousness he was first making only his first salah and just doing the bare minimum now with the barakat of that his heart got more inclined. Now he wants to make some nawafil as well. Now he wants to make tilawat of the Quran Sharif also. He wants to make some zikr, dua. All this now builds his taluk with Allah Ta'ala even more. And then to the extent that this taluk builds with Allah Ta'ala, to that extent all these issues of dunya become easy to handle. His sabr then rises with the barakat of amal, with the barakat of that righteousness. If some halat to start off with, that will become a protection for him from calamities and difficulties. But test will come on anybody. If that test does come, then it will be the barakat of that same righteousness that will become a means of him having that sabr. That, that barakat of that righteousness will get transformed into sabr. That despite whatever the conditions are, he will still remain connected to Allah Ta'ala. And he will remain tranquil within his heart. And otherwise, he will be like a fish out of water. So where all this comes from? From that same iman and amal. And to the extent that the person puts himself further into the obedience of Allah Taala, becomes a true abd. To that extent, he is able to then pass through all these situations of life. And to that extent, his shukr grows. When halat and situations come, there are three categories of people. One category, no matter what little condition comes up to, but the person is constantly complaining. One is mentioning something, somebody asks something, how are you feeling? He says he's not well. He's mentioning as a matter of fact that he's not well or he has this problem or that pain. That's one aspect. But in a form of complaints, that why all this coming to me? Sometimes it comes out of my mouth also. What I did to deserve this? But that statement is really far off the track. Actually it is, it's a wonder that I got saved from one million and one other things. That what my condition is, it's a wonder, it's only Allah Ta'ala's grace, that I got saved from one million and one other things. So in any case that's one level, one, one category. Immediately some complaint against, the complaint from the heart, even is not being uttered, person is feeling miserable about it, that why is this on me? Everybody else seems to be having everything easy, but only I get all these issues. That is a complaint which makes a person lose all the rewards of sabr. Everything is gone. That's one category. Then the second category, mashallah, the person is patient. He connects himself to Allah Taala. All these things have come from Allah Taala alone. Allah alone is the controller of the universe. Everything is in His power. So 
I should submit myself to him. And yes, I'm insan, I am weak. So we have been taught to keep asking for afiyat, ask for afiyat, no complaint against Allah Ta'ala. And then there's a category above that. This is for the very special servants of Allah Ta'ala. Let alone making sabr, which they do. Together with that sabr, their hearts are immersed even in shukr at that time. Al-Urwa bin Zubair, Ahimahullah, he lost two tragedies came on the same day. One was that he, his foot or his leg had to be amputated. So now his leg got amputated, which is a major problem, major issue. Person now, his leg is gone. And on the same day, one of his four sons passed away. Now on the same day, these two major things happened. Now late at night, he's in the pain of this leg having been amputated, and in the grief of having lost his son, and now in the darkness of the night, he's saying something. So now, somebody overheard it. So now, listening carefully, maybe this person is in some, what he's saying something, time here, what he's saying. So he was talking to Allah Ta'ala. To the extent that the person's connection is there with Allah Ta'ala, whenever there's any test, the child, the child knows one thing only. Anything, turn to the mother. Slightest danger, run to the mother. The slightest disturbance, shout for the mother. So the child learns that. Child knows it. Because it knows that the mother is its sanctuary and haven and the mother is its protection. That's the child's mind. But that mother is also insan. She is also helpless. She also is very limited. But that child knows the mother. Because of that link and contact with the mother. To the extent that this insan links himself to his rabb. Then in any halat, any condition, any situation, he will turn to his Rabb. He won't turn his attention to insan. He'll turn to Allah Ta'ala. So now Urwa bin Zubair, Ahimullah is now, uh, in this moment he's talking to Allah Ta'ala. And, saying, Ya Allah, how much of shukr I should make? That from my four sons, you only took one away. You left the other three for me. That you left the other three for me, you only took one. How much shukr I should make for this? Ya Allah, you gave me four very, very important and major limbs. Two hands and two legs. Out of those four, you only took one away, you left the other three for me. Now the whole attention is turned towards shukr. In the midst of a tragedy. In the midst of a calamity, we may call it. Outwardly, that's what it is. But that complete submission to Allah Taala, that complete iman bil ghaib, that complete trust in Allah Taala, and that complete reliance on Allah Taala alone, in all these halat also, the person's heart is connected to Allah Taala, and therefore he is able to go through the halat without getting overwhelmed. Rather, this category of people, this boosts their iman to an even greater level. Even the sabr boosts it. But imagine the sabr and shukr combined at that moment. So now all this comes back to the same starting point. That to be able to pass this passage of dunya. And this passage of dunya is really just a passage to akhirat. 
It's just merely a person passing through a passage from one room to another room. From alam arwah through the phases, through this passage of dunya, the destination is akhirat. This is not a place of permanent abode. But the akhirat is in two sections. Jannat and Jahannam. How the person passes through this passage of dunya is merely there to convey him to akhirat. It's not here to keep him forever. How he passes this, if he passes as a true abd, then his destination is Jannat. He was the abd of Allah wa ta'ala, his destination is Jannat. But if he became the abd of shaitan, as the Quran Sharif Allah said, La ta'abud is shaitan. Don't worship shaitan. If he became the abd of shaitan, shaitan said, look at haram, he looked at it. Shaitan said, lie, he lied. Shaitan said, listen to music, he listened to it. Make ghibat, he's making ghibat. And commit zina, he's committing zina. Go and gamble, he's ready to gamble. Deceive, de- cheat, fraud, whatever. Then, Allah forbid, the passage of dunya is still passage. But the destination then is somewhere else. Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, make us his true abs. Allah ta'ala, give us the true understanding that we become totally obedient to him. All aspects of deen, we don't negotiate and bargain with Allah ta'ala. We take it wholeheartedly. Everything wholeheartedly. All the ibadat Allah ta'ala has commanded us to observe. Our mu'amalat and mu'asharat, our dealings and social life. That too according to the commands of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. According to the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Developing our akhlaq and adopting the best character, that beautiful character that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa taught. All the other aspects of deen as well. Everything has to be brought according to the Quran and Sunnah. Then this makes this person the true Abd. And it takes him inshallah with the fuzzle of Allah ta'ala to the destination of Jannat. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala grant us this. Wa da'wana It is important in the Hadith Sharif that the person who says La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of righteous actions and save him from sin. This will become the means of this great honor. So we should try inshallah daily, make this a part of our daily tartib that we recite this kalima La ilaha illallah hundred times. Recite the Rushri. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bima huwa ahmu La ilaha illallah 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 La ilaha 
ഹിമീൻ غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم لا تؤمننا مكرك ولا تنسنا ذكرك ولا تهتك عنا سترك ولا تجعلنا من الغافلين ولا تجعلنا من الغافلين ولا تجعلنا من الغافلين اله العالمين يا الله اومس مسف المسغريشس مسكايد مسلمين الله اله العالمين يا الله يلا وي كليم تو بي يور سليفز يا الله يلا بت وي هاف بين سو ديس اوبيدينت يا الله وي هاف بين سو فار اواي فروم ذا رياليتي اوف ذا سليفري يا الله اله العالمين يا الله يلا يو فورغيف اس يا الله فورغيف اس يا الله Forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma khfir li ummati Sayyidina Muhammadin, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma rham ummata Sayyidina Muhammadin, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma aslih ummata Sayyidina Muhammadin, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma farrij an ummati Sayyidina Muhammadin, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your true slaves, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Enable us to completely submit ourselves to you alone, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the love of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the ego from our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the reality of tawazu, Ya Allah. Grant us taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us tawakkul, Ya Allah. Grant us inabat and ruju, Ya Allah. Grant us khashiyat, Ya Allah. Grant us ikhlas, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us all these sifat-i hamidah, Ya Allah. Grant us the beautiful and noble qualities, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, cleanse us from all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are so particular, Ya Allah, that we want everything clean, Ya Allah. We want our clothes clean, Ya Allah. We want our shoes clean also, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. We want even our car tires to be clean, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, but we have paid no attention to our heart, Ya Allah. Our heart is filled with filth, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, but the heart is as glaring to you as everything else, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. We have been concerned about our external selves. 
and be filled our internal selves with every filth, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our heart shine, Ya Allah. Make our heart shine with the nur of dhikr, Ya Allah. With the nur of tilawat, Ya Allah. With the nur of taqwa, Ya Allah. With the nur of staying away from haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. You bless us with your obedience, Ya Allah. Bless us with your itaat, Ya Allah. Save us from every disobedience, Ya Allah. Save us from everything that is displeasing to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, guide us and the entire ummah to all that which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Save us in the entire ummah from that which you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant us istiqamat on deen, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on iman, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, especially at the time of death, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, at that critical juncture, Ya Allah. Allah, you keep us steadfast on iman, Ya Allah. Take us with iman and kamil, Ya Allah. Raise us with iman and kamil, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Those who are in financial difficulties, remove with the dafiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Those who are in any kind of depression, anxiety, worry, grief, Ya Allah, you remove it, Ya Allah. Grant itminan and sukoon to the hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. All those who ask us to make dua for them, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you fulfill each one's jai's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, our greatest need is to become yours, Ya Allah. That you become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you make us among your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Grant us the nisbat of the awliya siddiqeen, Ya Allah. Make us among your true lovers, Ya Allah. Make us among the muttaqeen, Ya Allah. Make us among the muhsineen, Ya Allah. Make us among the mutawakkileen, Ya Allah. Make us among the qanitin, Ya Allah. Make us among the muhsinin, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us the true muhabbat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alameen, enable us to love his mubarak sunnah, Ya Allah. Enable us to live his mubarak sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are in any suffering and hardship, Ya Allah. Remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in deen, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in dunya, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعود